It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on League Cup final day It's the first trophy of the season And Celtic are going for a first piece of silverware under Ange Postacoglu They'll have to get past a Hibs side temporarily managed by Easter Road Cup hero David Gray And after a season of closed doors cup finals, fans are back, Hamden will be full And it's all to play for I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight We've got Mark Wilson from home Fraser Wishart in the studio And the man for the big occasion, Hugh Keevans Celtic or Hibs Ange Or Dave If there is A Kyogo Does that mean It's a no-go For Hibs Those are the cup final questions The answers are coming up Ange arrived An unknown Five months ago Today He can enter the history books As a cup winning Celtic manager But Immortality Also awaits David Gray If he wins at Hamden A cup winning captain As a Hibs player After beating Rangers what a stunning double it would be if he beat the other half of the old firm as an interim manager. Whatever happens, Hibbs will have a new manager tomorrow. Welcome to the wacky, wonderful world of Scottish football. Fraser Wishart, it's always a highlight of the Scottish football calendar. It's League Cup final day. It's the first piece of silverware. And uh, hopefully it's going to be a good afternoon. Well, hopefully it's as good as the, the semi-final between uh, Rangers and Hibernian was. That was a terrific game of football and uh, Hibs winning that game. They must come with a wee bit of belief. They know how Celtic will play. Celtic play the same way every single game under Ange Postacoglu. Dave Gray has juggled his team around slightly different from the, the formation that Jack Ross played. But uh, I, I just hope it's a great game of football. Whoever wins, I hope there's a few goals. It's a big game in our calendar. Game on. And these are mad times indeed In case you've not noticed Over the last week On Clyde One Super Scoreboard Today's turn from home It's Mark Wilson Mark, hopefully you can hear us Loud and clear And you've strapped yourself in For a good afternoon of football Yes, afternoon guys I'm looking forward to it immensely And you've got to say A lot to look forward to This afternoon And a lot of build up Regarding team lineups This afternoon And managerial lineups. That's what makes this one So intriguing I'm sure Andrew will give us The team news pretty soon But Looking forward to it And uh, I'm sure there's a few surprises in there Well let's find out Let's go straight to the National Stadium Because Jim Duffy is alongside Andrew McLean And they have the team news this afternoon Yeah I won't leave you in any suspense The big talking point in the build up for Celtic Was their injury issues in attacking areas But I can confirm that Kyogo comes back into the squad And starts at Hamden today Not the same good news for James Forrest though He doesn't make the squad at all So it's four changes for Ange Postacoglu from the side that beat Ross County midweek. Ralston, Scales, Beaton and Montgomery all drop out. In come Taylor, Rogic, Johnston and Kyogo. So it's Joe Hart in goal for Celtic today. The back forward, Josip Juranovic, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Carol Starfelt and Greg Taylor. The midfield three, Callum McGregor, Tom Rogic and David Turnbull, Liel Abada and Mikey Johnston either side of Kyogo Furahashi. The substitutes for Celtic today, Bain, Scales, Ralston, Beaton, Welsh, McCarthy, Shaw, Montgomery and Moffat. Hibs had their own worries as well. Kevin Nisbet, he came off against Dundee on Tuesday, but he leads the line for David's Gray, David Gray's men today. So it's Chris Cadden is the only one who drops out from that game. Jamie Murphy comes in. Matt Macy starts in goal. It's a back four of Paul McGinn, Ryan Porteous, Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson. The midfield three, Jake Doyle-Hayes, Joe Newell and Josh Campbell with Martin Boyle and Jamie Murphy either side of Kevin Nisbet. The substitutes for Hibs, Dabrowski, Doig, Wright, Doidge, 
Gogic, Allen, McGregor, Scott and Cadden. The referee for this one at Hamden is John Beaton. Jim Duffy alongside me. How big a boost is that for Celtic that they've got Kyogo leading the line for them today? Oh, I think it's a huge boost, uh, Andrew. I think most uh, Celtic fans... Uh, you know, had absolutely written off the fact that he would have a, a chance to play, he, he even been available for the game. But to, to start the match, um, he, he, you know, just gives him that goal threat. His movement um, draws defenders. He keeps them occupied the whole game, and that allows space for the likes of Rogic and, and Turnbull, in particular, uh, supporting from midfield. Uh, Mikey Jones will go back out to his natural uh, position wide in the left and Abadi's natural position. So, yeah, I mean, they've got that um, a little bit better firepower than, than I think most people would have thought. And you need that coming to a cup final because, you know, Hibs will definitely pose them a lot of questions today. I think the one, I suppose, disappointment, I think, from Celtic's point of view, from the player I'm talking about, would be Anthony Ralston. He was injury time hero um, during the week there up at Ross County, an 87th minute uh, winner. Um, you know, he's been exceptional this year, he scored some you know, big goals for him um, and he finds himself on the bench today, so I think that's a little bit of a surprise but Kyogo coming back in, no doubt a huge boost for Celtic and their supporters James Forrest not being available will be a big blow for Celtic mm. but it presents a big opportunity for Mikey Johnson Yeah, I think that, that that's the one thing that you would maybe look at Celtic at the bench in terms of options that isn't particularly strong in the forward areas or, you know, uh, but, and I think Hibs have got better options on their bench you know, they, they, they've got Doidge, they've got Scott Allen um, they've got Doig, you know, they've got they've got a, a good number of players there. I think it can more affect the game a little bit more, and that will be the the test for Kyogo. If it was a hamstring, which we're led to believe it was, the test comes through fatigue, you know, and the way he plays and he's at he's, he sprints, he's a, you know he's a, he's a real buzz bomb, uh, and and you know any of the guys will tell you that that's played the game, it's hard to test that, you know, leading up to the game because you're always going to be a little bit protective. Uh, you know how many sprints uh, can it can he take? Um, you know, and, and that's always it's a loading factor on a hamstring. So hopefully for him and for Celtic, um, he will be a hundred percent. But uh, I'm sure there's an element of risk here from um, you know Ange Postecoglou to throw him in. But he is so important um, to them that uh, you know he's he's prepared, he's prepared to take that risk. How relieved do you feel David Gray will be that Kevin Nisbet is there mm. to lead the line? There was a bit of, of doubt. I know he's not been the main man for them in terms of goals this mm. season. That's been Martin Boyle, but Kevin Nisbet is, is always good for a goal as well. Yeah, but I think if you go back to the semi-final as well, again movement, you know, draws defenders, keeps them occupied, will look to stretch Celtic's defence and. As the guys in the studio have said there, Celtic are not going to change it. Their full-backs are going to push up. They're going to be in, in inside the pitch. There's going to be spaces in the channel, and Kevin Nisbet can definitely exploit those spaces. And when he goes out there, Martin Boyle come in off the flank. Jamie Murphy will come in off the flank, and they'll look to hurt Celtic on the counter, similar to the, the way they, they played against Rangers. If they can get close to that level, um, they've got every chance of winning this match. But, but since that, 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 that game, you know, they've had few and far between of, of those type of performances. They need one today. Kyogo leads the line for Celtic. Kevin Nisbet leads the line for Hibs. 50 minutes until kick-off at Hamden. Hugh Keevens, you cannot beat a piece of dramatic team news on Cup Final Day. And that qualifies as dramatic, does it not? It certainly does. Uh, and as Jim Duffy said, we'll know very quickly whether Kyogo is up to it or not because those first couple of electrifying bursts from him will see if the hamstring holds up. I have to suspect that he's in there because Ange Postacoglu knows without a shadow of a doubt that he's fit enough to start the game. Otherwise, it would be a ludicrous decision taken by the manager because he has other important league matches to come after this. So I have to suspect he is 100% fit. The news of his team selection, I can only imagine the noise inside Hamden when the name Kyogo is read out. 
The big question Does it automatically mean It's a game changer And that Hibbs Who took three goals Off Rangers in the semi-final Have no chance Because Kyogo is playing That is the unknown factor Mark Wilson How big a boost is that To the Celtic Well players first of all The rest of his teammates And the fans Who are either heading to Hamden Or watching on this afternoon Oh it's a massive call There's no doubt about that Gordon I knew he was playing Yesterday afternoon When Hugh stated on the show He wouldn't be playing And I thought That's the green light For (laughs) Kyogo To be fit and well But I've got to say I was amazed myself Because You only have to think back It was 10 days ago um, when he limps off against Betis and a hamstring injury, a grade one, it's right in the cusp of recovery time. So you've got to think he, he couldn't have done a lot of training in that time. Not that he'll need the fitness because he's had plenty of football behind him this season, but there's no doubt about it. Him coming in the cup final will hugely lift his team and Celtic need it in terms of what they've got. I agree with, with Jim Duffy with what he says about the bench. Not very attack-minded and it looks like Ange Postacoglu has put all his eggs in one basket from the start. I think it's the right decision. If Kyogo thinks he's fit, if the medical staff agreed with it, it's the right decision to start on this afternoon. Fraser Wisher, we have no choice but to make certain assumptions. Is there an element of risk? Probably. But I'm pretty sure it wasn't a decision that would have been taken lightly. The medical staff, Kyogo himself, this will have been tested to the point that it can be yeah. I'm sure he trained yesterday And Whilst Like I said Whilst there might be an element of risk You assume it's not Completely reckless at this stage No and it's changed at that high level Now in terms of sports science In terms of the physiotherapy They'll have done all sorts of scans uh, Over the piece as well Not just that one to, to, to diagnose it But one to check if, he, if he's fit enough or, or not I mean, In an ideal world As, as Jim and, and Mark were saying You want another week You know you train a couple of days With a hamstring And then you take another week but this is a cup final and, and I wonder whether If there'd be no options Or whether it was a league game Whether he would have started But it's a cup final You can perfectly understand it But it's, it's not going to be Ange Postacoglu saying You're playing You know Kyogo must feel good yeah, the, phys- the the medical team The physiotherapists The doctors Must think he's okay It's a really difficult one Because when you've got a wee twinge The only way to test it Is actually on the field of play You know So Fingers crossed he's okay You'd hate to see somebody Break down after 20 minutes But I think it's a, it's a key um, uh, team selection And if he plays in 90 minutes And if, if he's fully fit I think he's the difference Between Celtic uh, winning and not Is it a potential game changer Jim How much Are Celtic's chances in, Increased by By him being there Yeah I think they're increased significantly uh, Gordon I think that If you look And you, you took him out the team today You would then be looking Saying well who's going to play As a striker and then you've got to put someone else in a wide position. So you, you might say Adam Montgomery goes wide, say if we're talking to you, and again a young kid coming in, or you move uh, Juranovic up one and put Antti Ralston in. But again, it's not quite the same. And as I say, but if you're playing players in a natural position for a start, that helps the balance of the team, uh, the way that Tange Postacoglu likes to play. Um, it, it suits the style of a team. And again, as I said to you, the, the psychological aspect from, from the opposition, if he's not playing, you know you're not playing against a natural striker, natural centre-forward, Two centre backs can push up a little bit more, all these sort of things, um, handling and, and, and Portis. But when you've got Kyogo on your shoulder and you're looking to get in behind, again, it just makes you it makes you uncomfortable and again creates space for other players in the team. So, yeah, I think it's a significant um, psychological boost for Celtic. And obviously, as I said, it's, um, you know, gives gives a good cause for concern for the for the Hibs rear guard. Yeah, Hugh, that was the one that's been dominating the discussion for 10 days, as Mark Wilson says. and 
Now we have our answer I don't know The guys certainly have outlined it more than us It's not like we're expecting them to move tentatively In, in the first five minutes th- th- This could go at any time Generally speaking So it's going to be a, a nervy wait I guess in some respects for, for the Celtic fans To see if he comes through it okay In the meantime The Celtic fans will be rejoicing At the news that he is starting the match There is a mindset A subconscious mindset Among the Celtic fans That if Kyogo plays You win If Kyogo doesn't play There's an element of doubt Now Celtic have not lost while Kyogo has been out of the side And that is to their great credit But they have not looked convincing without him They required the 97th minute goal from Anthony Ralston at midweek in Dingwall Prior to that there was the 1-0 win from Tom Rogic's goal last Sunday against Motherwell With Kyogo, a fully fit Kyogo Celtic look a different proposition They have the focal point They look properly structured So... Kyogo's return at 20 past 2 or whatever time we have at the moment Looks a great thing for Celtic We'll know after 3 o'clock It's quarter past, don't you get too far ahead of yourself Still plenty of time for us to enjoy this afternoon Uh, Before we get on to the Hibs team Mark Wilson, as a former Celtic fullback One who was shifted about on both sides as well What do you make of Juranovic and Taylor playing And Anthony Ralston amongst the subs? Uh, very surprised at that. Um, I think Ralston's been one of the finds of the season, um, one of the outstanding performers of the season. Comes up with big goals and big moments, as we've seen midweek. I think even just in terms of build-up play and assists as well, what he's brought to Celtic this season has been incredible from a full-back position. And the fact that Juranovic has played quite a bit at left-back and looks quite comfortable, I just expected that to be the norm today. Ralston at right-back, Juranovic at left-back. Taylor's had his injury problems and came in and out. And of course, he played last week against Motherwell. He did fine. Um, But I'm dropping out the side midweek. You've got to think Ange Postacoglu certainly had that in mind that Taylor was going to come back in the side. So, a big opportunity for Taylor. I'm sure he'll, he'll thrive in the situation, but you got to admit, I do feel for Anthony Ralston missing out in cup finals because it's OK saying that he'll, he might play every other league game from now to the end of the season, but cup finals are where you want to play. You want to play in the big occasions, and he's done enough this season, in my opinion, to merit a place in that starting lineup today. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to suggest it at this stage. Fraser But it could obviously be That Anthony Ralston's Feeling a bit under the weather Or he's not Came through training yesterday uh, Quite as well As would have hoped um, If that's not the case Then it certainly is It is a big call Because there's always been A lingering feeling That eventually Juranovic becomes The number one right back But based on performances This season It would be difficult To leave Ralston out just now oh, Totally And I think it's maybe A decision between Juranovic and, and Ralston Rather than Putting the two of them Because Greg Taylor Managers like to have a left-footed left-back And uh, it just opens up the game Gives him more options as well And I wonder whether he feels that Greg Taylor's better suited To playing against Martin Boyle Who's playing wide for, for Hibernian And Martin Boyle is the biggest threat To Celtic winning this trophy He's uh, scored a hat-trick He was playing through the middle against Rangers But uh, David Gray's just changed them out To where I think he prefers to play as a, as a wide man So I, maybe there's something in there I, I do think it's harsh Because if you were looking at Juranovic Against Ralston so far this season you know, it's, it's been brilliant But Ralston's been outstanding you know. And uh, I feel for the lad Because he'll be feeling really down at the moment Having had such a terrific season An uncertain summer He's got himself a new contract um, But he, he might play a part as, as, as Jim Duffy was saying there 
you know, the ha- there could be a situation where Juranovic has to move forward if there's a knock or an injury in, a, in a, an advanced position. So he's got to keep himself focused on it. But I can imagine at the moment he's feeling very down, Anthony Elston. I feel for him. Whether the influence of Kyogo is bigger than the influence of Kevin Nisbet or not, Mark, I'm not necessarily asking you to compare, but that's good news for Hibbs as well. I know he's not been in maybe his blistering best this season, but he's clearly Hibbs' main striker and he makes it today. Yeah, that's another huge call um, for David Gray. Seen him limp off the other night, it must have been a real worry, but as you say, you know, compare him to Kyogo. Structurally, he is Hibbs' front man, he is the man that leads the line. He's probably not had the best season, to be honest, but I think his relationship with, with Boyle and Murphy, if he comes off that left, will be crucial to anything that Hibbs do today. You know, he's, he's improved as a player over the years, and that's been recognised with international call ups. He's a strong player. He's good in the air for someone who has size. And he's someone that will test Carter Vickers and Starfield. So if Hibs look to get anything out the game today, Kevin Nisbet has got to be 100% fit and on his game. He's such an important player for them. Uh, I mean, Jim, the cup football, whether it's a separate life form or not, if you were to look at the performance in the semi-final, then Hibs definitely have a chance. Look at what they did to Rangers that day at Hamden. Um, The league form obviously hasn't been great. Back to winning ways, though. Uh, against Dundee last time out. Is it, is it a case of wondering which Hibs turns up? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the most uh, frustrated person I've watched in the day will be probably Jack Ross. Um, you know, even amongst even any uh, Hibernian fans, simply because he knows what they're capable of. The semi-final against Rangers showed that, particularly in the first half, they were absolutely exceptional uh, and clinical in their finishing. And the one thing, again, we get back just a little touch on, on Anthony Ralston, it leaves Celtic very light physically. You know, they've really only got the two centre-backs that well, I would say could go and contest, you know, set plays. Um, you know, whereas Hibs have definitely got a little bit more in that. And we saw them scoring against Rangers from a set play, a little knockdown and then a finish. So, um, you know, I think Hibs will, uh, will have worked on that. But as, as far as, um, you know, the, the, the kind of levels of performance that Hibs have got, yeah, I mean, they, they seem to have saved their best for cup competitions and they'll be hoping that continues today. Uh, and, and with the atmosphere... You know, as you said, the, f- the fans being here, and we don't know how long that's going to last, sadly. Um, you know, I think both teams will be looking to put on a show. I, I-, I do think it'll be a very, very close contest today. I- I- I'll be, you know, I wouldn't be surprised um, if it finished all square at the end of 90 minutes. But if anything, I don't think there'll be any more than a goal in it. And, and-, and Hibs, I-, I think, will-, will-, will be a very difficult opponent for Celtic today. For the health and safety of you two sitting there in those temperatures, I hope you get it wrapped up uh, in 90 minutes. After these, we're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu and David Gray. A huge day for both for different reasons, and we'll hear from the managers next. Action as it happens. And your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's League Cup final day. Hugh Evans, Fraser Wishart are in the studio. Mark Wilson is somewhere in his house and Jim Duffy's alongside Andrew McLean at Hamden. So we've got you well covered between now and six o'clock. Whatever happens, you'll hear about it here. You can tweet us your thoughts at Clyde SSB and crucially, once it's all said and done, you can pick up the phone and let us know what you made of it. So stay in touch with us all afternoon. We'll speak to you on the phones a bit later. Let's hear from the managers. I said before the break, it's a hugely important day for both in different ways. So let's hear from Ange Postacoglu first and foremost and get his pre-match thoughts. I think in a cup final, your, your opposition is is always tricky because the one thing you know about a cup final is you can forget recent form. So, you know, it's not like we've got an advantage just because we've been really 
really good. And 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 you know, if if, if hoops have been up and down, it doesn't really affect because what you know is that in a one-off game of football with such a big prize, that people are going to live their, lift their levels of performance. That, that's undoubtable. No one will go into this game um, feeling like they're not informed because it, it, it goes against human nature when you know what the prize is at, uh, at stake. So I don't expect, you know, whether it was Hibs or anyone else, to, this game to be any less tricky than what it will be. Um, again, you know, our focus is on the stuff we can control. We can control our own football, we can control our own sort of intent in the game and, and try and make the game played on our terms. How significant is today for him, Hugh Evans? Absolutely significant. Um, he has done wonders. Since he arrived, he inherited the mess that was left by the season that Celtic endured last time. And he has, in a very short space of time, galvanised players and supporters. He has done a magnificent job. But today, he finds Rangers seven points clear of his Celtic side at the top of the Premiership table. He has his first cup final as Celtic manager. He needs to win that cup final to further galvanise supporters and players alike and to carry them into a game against St Mirren on Wednesday night should it go ahead. And it would make a world of difference to Ange Postacoglu if he were to win the cup. If he doesn't win the cup, then it adds another layer of pressure because Rangers do have that seven-point advantage and you do suffer the psychological problem that goes with being the losing finalist. So it is a vital day for a man who has done a magnificent job so far. I'm sure I heard somewhere he was asked during the week about his outfit choice. For the cup final I can confirm Genuinely If this has been keeping you up at night He's gone for a shirt and tie A jumper over the top And a suit jacket There we go We can all move on uh, And get back to the football Jim Duffy When And I, I was going to say When he's presented With a chance like this To win his first trophy I mean he's earned it The Celtic team Have got themselves there But how important is it They do get over the line Is that the The sort of beauty And the danger Of a League Cup final Coming at this stage Of the season If it goes your way Then Great, and if not, then it's you know it's obviously held against you for the rest of the campaign. Yeah, I mean I think Hugh's 100% right in what he says there. He's he's, he's not just uh, you know got the team together, you know, and, and their real togetherness in such a short period of time of bringing so many new players, but also the fans. You know, listen, you know I was at the game when the, you know the protests were outside. Doesn't seem that long ago. So you know to to get the fans back on side and get everyone believing again and enjoying the football. Uh, and uh, you know, after all the, the you know the Eddie Howe saga and everything, I think is great credit to Ange Postecoglou. And we've said before, he's came on his own. He doesn't brought his own staff with him. So many things could have gone against him, but he's just focused, real single-minded, real strong mentality of saying, "This is how I'm going to play. This is the, the you know the philosophy I'm going to install upon this team, and I'm not going to deviate from it." And the players are bought in it. They're enjoying it by by and large. The, you know they've had some terrific results, but. You know, you, you know, as a Celtic manager, you have to have silverware, you have to have trophies, and uh, this is the first opportunity he's got today. So, yeah, I mean, it can put a dent in that kind of belief if he doesn't win today, but it can also enhance his reputation enormously if he gets that victory. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a big moment for him. I don't think it's a, a defining moment for him yet because he's, he's very early in it, but I do think it can help um, accelerate. Um, his, his admiration within the Celtic hierarchy and within the Celtic fans uh, if, if they've managed to get that victory and, and, and win the cup Yeah I mean Mark Wilson I'm not sure 
We can make direct comparisons Because every manager inherits a different situation And every team is in a different place But you played under a few different Celtic managers How important is it to get the first one in the bag? Of course it is Hugely important Because you, you don't often, you know, You're not right to get the opportunity Six months after taking the job So there was a lot to work work to be done from Ange Postacoglu and he, he worked away at it he's got his team playing a certain style which has led him to the, today's cup final but once you get there it's hugely important because I don't think he really needs to bring a lot of Celtic fans along with him because I think he's already done that I think you can quite clearly feel that about the club and how the supporters feel about Ange Postacoglu but it certainly helps just tick a box six months into the job so this afternoon is uh, is hugely important that his team plays the right way, but ultimately that they get the result. And I think Ange Postecoglou, when he came in at Celtic, his first media conference, I thought he got it spot on. Oh, I wrong. thought he was, I thought he was bang on with what he said. The fans bought into it right away, and he's taken them on an incredible journey over the last six months. They enjoy what they see. They know what comes with risks the way they play, but they enjoy it. And if it's similar this afternoon. If it's a high-scoring game, they won't care as long as Celtic um, eventually come out victorious and win the cup. Is that where the jeopardy comes in then, Fraser? Because I think Mark is probably right. The, the belief in Ange Postacoglu amongst the Celtic fans is high. I don't think he needs to prove that to them today. But if that's the case, then all that leaves is scope for the belief to get eroded. You know, do you know what I mean? If, if, if things weren't to go to plan, is that is that where the pressure of being at a club like this comes from? Absolutely. F- fine lines. And when Ange Postacoglu was, was appointed, the vast majority of Celtic supporters were in right on to internet searching, who is this guy? And, and and they probably didn't know much about him. He was handed a squad that was that was on a downer, having had a dreadful season. They'd lost seven or eight players on loan. Uh, they had loan had gone back. They had three or four players, Christy Edward, Ayer, who were all going to leave in Cham. And all of a sudden, this guy comes in that they don't know. And if you'd said to the Celtic supporters at that point, listen, you're going to have a team that's playing such brilliant football. You've got a manager who you're going to like. You've got a manager who the players really respond to. You're going to be four points off of Celtic and you're going to, uh, sorry, Rangers, and you're going to be in a cup final. In June or July, the Celtic supporters would have bitten your hand off for that. But now comes the key because now there's an expectation amongst the Celtic supporters because they've got a good squad. And if they managed to get the three Japanese players and one or two others in, they were in for a real, real title race because Celtic have got a good squad, but it's just not got the depth, you know. And I think that's the comments we were making earlier about Kyogo. If he wasn't playing, you would fancy Hibs more. To, to, and that's the difference because they haven't got somebody at the moment to step in. But uh, I've had a couple of Zoom meetings with Postacoglu and he's just got a great style about him. Very warm, very relaxed, very respectful. I know speaking to the players, they really like it. He demands high standards of them, and he'll demand high standards of them today as well, between now and the end of the season. So, but, but as the guys are saying, if he loses today, then all of a sudden the pressure does crank up a wee bit, you know, in, in the league title race. So, uh, a big game. Our League Cup's important. We know it's important. It's not like down south. And that's why today I think will be a cracking game of football because Celtic will want to win it, obviously, as will Hibs, who are real desire. And they will fancy their chances, I think, Hibs. In terms of how he approaches this, Jim Duffy, I'm going to go all out on a limb and suggest that it will just be the same type of Celtic performance that we we always see. He's not going to, well, still be mindful of Boyle and Nisbet and all the threats that Hibs have. We're not going to see anything drastically different from Celtic today, are we? No, I mean, Celtic will play, play the way they normally play. And Ange Postecoglou actually come out and said that in his, his pre-match interview, that why, why would they change it? It's, it's something that he totally believes in, and the players really believe in and trust. Uh, I think also, you know, we can't underestimate, you know, we're talking about people galvanised, but I think there's a real 
desire from the Hibs players when you hear them talking I think that they believe that Jack Ross should be leading them out today and I think they've maybe got something a wee bit to prove as well so I think there'll be an extra spring in their step uh, that little extra edge to the game want to want to show that um, you know they deserve to be there and uh, again for the, the previous manager uh, and, and again listen that's difficult for David Gray because he, he was part of that coaching team but I do think that the Hibs players do feel you know that it was it was really you know a, a, a poor decision by the board and unjustified to let Jack go but from Celtic's point of view if there is any kind of like um, you know little change in the system or a little uncertainty then Celtic's got to take full advantage of that the Kyogo one for me is still something I, I, I listen you know the medical staff would have done every every possible test as the guy's saying it's much more modern now we understand all that but it's still a muscle injury as opposed to Nisbet which was a an impact injury so any muscle injury is always a higher risk so for me if he is at his best and he is sharp I, I, I believe Celtic will win but any kind of you know kind of problems with Kyogo at all I think that could have a major impact in the outcome of the game Let's hear from David Gray then because as Jim Duffy quite rightly points out the Hibs managerial situation is a huge factor today and let's hear what the interim boss and cup winning hero from a few years ago in the Scottish Cup had to say To be honest the situation is not really about me I think it comes down to the players um, myself and Eddie and Sammy I'll prepare them as best we possibly can um, but we've got full belief in them that they can go there and get, get the positive result and it'll be tough but it's something we all need to look forward to like I've just said there it's a, it's a cup final it's uh, a fantastic occasion you need to realise the opportunity you, I mean, you've, these occasions don't come around all the time you need to be you need to look forward to it you need to enjoy it and Need to, more importantly you need to be ready to go in there and give absolutely everything and have no regrets and come away from it with the opportunity to, to try and lift a cup I was lucky enough to do that um, and in my footballing career it was the greatest achievement and the greatest day in football for me by a country mile that um, goes without saying and so the opportunity for someone else to step up and, and be that hero but ultimately it would be the whole squad and the whole club that would do that Yeah the Hibs fans aren't even close to forgetting about that day yet and I'm sure if anyone out there could Emulate what the guy in the dugout did Then it will be a happy afternoon For those travelling fans from Edinburgh um, Mark Wilson What impact does the Hibs managerial situation have on today And what have you made of the way that that's played out In the last couple of weeks Well firstly I thought it was the wrong decision To get rid of Jack Ross I thought Jack um, was a terrific manager I thought the success he brought to the club Deserved more time than a, a bad run and nine games that can happen to any manager and to do it off the back of getting them to a cup final I think was really poor but the Hibs players need to put that to one side and David Gray certainly has to put that to one side and focus on his thoughts on how he gets that across to the team because there's, there's no doubt about it I mean David Gray was captain of Hibs but there's a, a big difference between being the captain of a side to being the manager of a side. I mean, when you're the captain, you're there to galvanise your team when you're on the pitch or on the training pitch and pull them through and lead by example there. As a manager, you're asked to make the big calls, the big decisions. His first test was putting out a starting eleven, but he'll have tests within this game that he is going to have to make big calls on the 90 minutes. So that brings about a different sort of pressure. But I think the Hibs, the Hibs players will certainly know that they owe it to Jack Ross. They're saying the right things in the paper and the media that they, they feel expected Jack to lead them out and they thought they deserved it. Today's their opportunity to go and show that. It obviously doesn't save Jack Ross's job, but I suppose it's a little bit of a, 
a tribute to him if they go today and actually win the trophy and then afterwards say the right things again and say, listen, that one was for the, the previous manager because he certainly deserved that, in my opinion, to still be in charge this afternoon. Yeah, I agree with Mark Wilson. I thought it was very harsh on Jack Ross. Uh, they, they could at least have given him the cup final to see what difference it made to the team overall. Um, I think we've recently seen how American ownership of clubs uh, in Scotland uh, brings a different perspective. They, they don't hang around. Uh, and Ron Gordon is the man who put his money in and he's entitled to, to his opinion. Uh, and that opinion is that Sean Maloney should start tomorrow. There's also been great conjecture over Sean Maloney, whether he should have been in the dugout today. However, as yet, I know of no official confirmation that Sean is the new Hibs manager. I expect that to come within the next 24 hours. However, Ron Gordon has taken that decision as well. It's David Gray. The old hack in me tells me what a story this could be. Man wins cup as Hibs captain and player, obviously. Same man, five years later, wins cup as interim manager. So David Gray would get a statue next to Greyfriars Bobby in Edinburgh because he would deserve it. Uh, it's just part and parcel of what's going to be a tremendous occasion this afternoon. It's a fair point. They've already given him an unofficial knighthood. I don't really know how the Hibs fans are going to react to David Gray. I don't know what's next. Well, um, it could be. <laughs> can only be a statue, Gordon. Only. Yeah, you would have thought so. Just quickly, Fraser, before we move on, Hugh's right about Sean Maloney, and there may be an innocent reason, but I would suspect not if he's going to be named this week. Should, should he be in already? Should he be here? What 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 do you make of the way that that side of it's played out? Maybe the, the board have decided, or Sean's decided, that uh, he doesn't know the players well enough. David Gray knows them very well, so they're, they're better placed with David in charge. I, I don't know. Maybe there's one or two tidying up things to do with the uh, backroom squad etc because I think Hibs will want David Gray to stay and Craig Sampson to stay and these types of guys so you never know in football but uh, for me it's not a negative on David Gray there he's similar to Jack a leader of men they'll respect him there might even be a wee mention of Jack in the in the, the, the dressing room today because the players did like him uh, he hadn't lost the dressing room so maybe they decided David Gray's the man whatever happens it's up to the players on the pitch now they have to do the job for, for the manager now before we get back to Hamden this afternoon hopefully everyone that's going is, is doing all they can it's a really tough time hopefully you're managing to stay safe it's been chaotic on here for us you can hear Mark Wilson's working from home uh, this afternoon Hugh Keevans is through there in the, in the other studio so everyone's doing their bit and right now in Scotland it is more important than ever to get your COVID-19 vaccine booster. Our immunity to the virus gradually reduces over time, so getting the booster provides protection against the fast-spreading and highly infectious Omicron variant. And doing that should significantly reduce your risk of serious illness and hospitalisation. So to book your COVID vaccine booster or check the arrangements in your local area, please visit nhsinform.scot or dial 0800 030 Back to Hamden next the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Fraser Wishart, Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Jim Duffy, everyone's here. Everyone's excited about the big League Cup final kicking off because it is only 15 minutes away. Andrew McLean, uh, Hamden starting to fill up. It is sold out and <laughs> it seems so long ago we had ticket debates about allocations and all the rest of it. I think Hibbs eventually got there. Will one or two people decide against it on the day because of COVID issues? I don't really know, but is it filling up at the moment? Yeah, filling up very nicely. As you say, about 15 minutes to go until kick-off. And if you look all round Hamden, it looks as if it will be as close to capacity as 
possible really and you know fans just want to be out here enjoying cup finals again because last season Jim Duffy mm. I was here at cup finals when there was no supporters in yeah. and it, it just wasn't the same so this would be a great day out for these yeah supporters. I mean I was sportsman enough to be at the games as well um, Andrew and again it was such a surreal atmosphere uh, yeah listen you know the players had to focus on the cup uh, and winning I understand that but today yeah I mean it's probably about three quarters full um, at the moment uh, will be full before kick-off. We know we're going to get the pyrotechnics and everything like that. And it's just, a, I mean, that, that's what it should be. It should be a spectacle. And it's only a spectacle, really, when you get fans here. Uh, as we know that, you know, we, listen, we understand the situation around about the country just now. Um, you know, it's not it's not in a, in a good place. But certainly for today, um, you know, the, I think that uh, that will create a fantastic atmosphere. The, the fans are... A belt now just now, and uh, you know I'm sure that will continue throughout the game. How big could that backing be from supporters? Because you look over the past few weeks, there's obviously been silent protests from Celtic mm. supporters over the potential appointment of Bernard Higgins. We found out this morning that that appointment will not go ahead. Mm. He won't be joining Celtic when he retires from Fleet Scotland. The silent protest won't be continuing, and mm. Montecoglo and the players have said they, they've noticed it. They've noticed it in the stadium. Yeah. How? Good will that be for Anne Foster Coglu and the players knowing they've got the full backing and the, the full voices of the support out yeah, well, I, I do think it's got to show that fans have got a lot more uh, power in football clubs than I think sometimes the owners believe they've got. You know, when you're making protests and, uh, you know, that it gathers momentum, then, you know, you know, clubs have to react to that. You know, sometimes in a, uh, in a good way, sometimes in a negative way, but they still have to react to it, they have to do it. But the fact is that that matter now seems to have being closed, it means that the Celtic supporters, every single one of them, all looking to get behind their team. I think that would have been the case today anyway in a cup final, but uh, I think it'll, it'll give them an extra motivation um, to, to, to obviously be get, to, to, to sing and, and as I say, create that positive atmosphere. And Hibs, as we know, always a fantastic atmosphere. Always say before the sunshine and leaf when the Hibs fans sing it, it's, it's such an amazing atmosphere. So listen, it'll be a, a proper footballing spectacle today around the pitch but let's hope we get the same spectacle on the pitch. Yeah, expecting a really good afternoon here at Hamden, just 10 minutes to go until kick-off. Yeah, Hugh, we're banned, I think, from being too pessimistic about this and saying, oh, it could be the last big game for a while. Let's forget all of that. Let's leave all that. Let's enjoy the occasion. And just listening to the guys, Fraser and I, they're realising the difference. Last year, Cup final day, we were crossing over to Hamden and it was silent. And it just, these are the occasions that, that really... I mean, every game up and down the country matters, don't don't get me wrong. But we, we need fans on a day like this. It's a showpiece event for a reason. Yeah, you're right. We have to take this game in isolation. We have to take our moment this Sunday afternoon to enjoy the first cup final of the season. And two terrific teams there. A Hibs side who dismantled Rangers in the semi-final. A Celtic side who lived with the emotion of uh, Bertie Auld's Sad passing and the, the fans had a great uh, demonstration in favour of Bertie at the Celtic end of the ground in the semi-final and James Forrest scored the goal. All dramatic and like Scottish football always is, some poignant moments, dramatic moments, frenetic moments. And I expect all of that today. We'll deal with whatever we have to deal with tomorrow. But today... It is a people's occasion. You know, the people of Edinburgh, the people of Glasgow and wherever else people have come from to support Hibs or Celtic. And let's just sit back and savour every moment. 
Different characters these days Mark Wilson There'll be no Scott Brown Stare or Banging his head off the wall Or whatever he used to do To get himself in the zone um, But you've been In the Hampton dressing rooms On cup final day What's this period of the afternoon like Nine minutes till kick off Yeah there are Amazing occasions To be involved in and the captain, Callum McGregor, will certainly be going about his business a different way from Scott Brown. But, I mean, just now in the dressing room, the guys will, will just be quietly going about their business. Um, you know, a moment of reflection before you go out and face 50,000 fans in front of you. I'm sure both sets of fans will have their displays, which they quite like nowadays to do and make it a great occasion. But just now, yeah, like I say, Gordon, just really getting your mind on the task, what's in front of you. You know, taking in the enormity of the occasion. I think Ange Postacoglu touched on that as well, that he doesn't play these occasions down. You know, he, he likes his team to understand that it's all on the line on the day. And I'm sure he'll be reiterating that to the players just now. You know, right about now, the last bit of talking from the manager, just going over set pieces maybe and just having these final words. Uh, certainly a nerve-wracking occasion. No matter how many times you've won this competition like Callum McGregor or Tom Rogic the nerves will still be there yeah that's an interesting point I was going to pick up on because very quickly you know in the summer it, it was all changed Scott Brown Christopher Ayer Odson Edward Ryan Christie everybody knows we can we can run through the list so all of a sudden if you're looking at that Celtic team very talented players in there but it's it's really all about McGregor and, and Rogic who know Time and time again What it takes to go to this stadium For Celtic Come away with silverware How important can they be? Well they'll be hugely important today Because their experience does Spill over to others On the occasion Now it's up to the others to live up to it And uh, and try and emulate what these guys have done But there's no doubt It's it's important to have guys like that in your team Who who know exactly what's coming Again the manager pointed out In his, his pre-match press conference That Big moments happening in cup finals. They never run smoothly. They never go the way you expect them to go. And it's in those moments that you need your experienced players. And Mikhail McGregor and Tom Rogic, they've got vastly experienced players who have been there, done it and won the lot. And they'll be called upon today. All the pre-match talking is done. Kick-off at Hamden is coming next. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're almost there, kick-off fast approaching at Hamden in the League Cup final, Hibs taking on Celtic. Let's go back to the National Stadium and speak to Jim Duffy and Andrew McLean. Yeah, we're just waiting for the team to come out here at Hamden. Card displays either side for the Hibs and Celtic supporters. Those teams are making their way out now for Celtic. It's Joe Hart starting in goal today. The back four, Josip Juranovic, Cameron Carter-Vicker, Carlos Starfelt and Greg Taylor. The midfield three, Callum McGregor, Tom Rogic and David Turnbull, Riella Hada and Mikey Johnson either side of Kyogo Furuhashi who is back fit and into the starting lineup for and Potter-Potter's side. The substitute Spain, Sales, Ralston, Econ, Wells, McCarthy, Shaw, Montgomery and Moffat. Hibs start with Matt Macy in goal. It's a back four of Paul McGinn, Ryan Porteous, Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson. The midfield three, Josh Campbell, Jake Doyle-Hayes and Joe Newell, Martin Boyle and Jamie Murphy, either side of Kevin Nisbet. And it's quite the spectacle already, isn't it, Jim Murphy? Well, I can just about hear you, Andrew. And this is really we're looking forward to. The atmosphere is absolutely electric uh, as, as we approach kickoff. 
Both teams are obviously will be totally committed. We know that. Celtic giving Kyogo back in the starting lineup. A massive push for them. Uh, yeah, we know it's a risk, but I think it makes a, an incredible difference in the confidence and belief in the team. And as far as Hibs are concerned, they've brought experience in. They've got Hanlon in. They've got Stevenson in. Guys have been over this course before. Nisbet back in. Plenty of firepower on both sides. I think it'll be an absolutely terrific game. I mean, we're just looking to our right at the moment. We can see the Celtic supporters have flares. The Hibs fans have just put down their green and white display as well. The team's just getting ready to do their lineup photos. Hibs will be wearing all white for this cup final and Celtic in their away strip as well there in all dark green. So two away kits for this one. Jim, obviously with the scheduling of it, you look at it, this cup final that comes round in December these days, how big an impact could that have on the rest of the season for either of these teams? How much of a, a boost or a lift will these teams get if they manage to lift the cup today? Yeah, I mean, for Ange the Coglu, of course, first chance to get silverware. And yeah, that I mean, that gives you breathing space as a manager. They've played some terrific football, but to get that cup... Uh, on the trophy cabinet would be immense for him. Uh, again, just uh, to continue that that terrific start he's had as a Celtic manager. As far as Hibs are concerned, yeah, I was just talking about whether it's Sean Maloney going to get appointed tomorrow. But I believe the fact that he stepped away from it allows the focus to be on his team, his new team. Because if he was if he was here, there'd be a lot of focus on him. Maybe detract a little bit from the achievement of Hibernian getting to the cup final. So yeah, I mean David Gray, former winners, we say. We're looking down with TV cameras are panning on some of the greats, Roy Aitken, Pat Stanton, guys who are legends at the clubs. But today, it's all about this new breed of players. A lot of young talent on show, a lot of experience. But Kyogo being back from Celtic, I think, will be the difference between a narrow Celtic win and perhaps a Hibs win. Ange Postacoglu and Callum McGregor have both talked about creating their own legacy, forgetting what's happened before. There's a new manager, a new captain, new players. This is the perfect opportunity for them to, to stamp their authority in this new era they're talking about. Yeah, well, Callum McGregor's following Scott Brown, who's an unbelievable record of winning as a Celtic captain. He's wanting to emulate that, get the first one as the official club captain today, and then he'll be hoping that'll be the start of many, many more to come. Tom Rogic standing over the ball at Hamden. The Celtic players taking the knee just before kick-off. We are about to get underway for the League Cup final. Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com. Book your face fit and mask service online now. And just like that, months, weeks of build-up, all done and dusted, Hugh Keevans, which leads us to this moment, your hopeless prediction for this afternoon, please. I came here at lunchtime not expecting Kyogo Furuhashi to play in the game. Now, I'm going to fall for it. I'm going to fall for Kyogo Furuhashi being the game changer. I came here to predict Hibs to win the cup. I'm going to fall for it and say that Kyogo makes the difference and Celtic win the cup. Hugh Keevens is falling for Kyogo Furuhashi. Things you never thought you would hear. Fraser Wishart, what's your prediction? Yeah, we've all fallen for Kyogo. He's been brilliant this season. And I agree with the guys. I think he will make the difference. I think there's going to be plenty of goals. I'm going to go 3-2 Celtic. I think Kyogo just makes that difference on the field of play. It's virtually Celtic's strongest team. Although we talk about the injuries, we talk about the people that are out there. The Jota for Michael Johnson would probably be the only change. This is a strong Celtic team, but I do fancy Boyle and Nisbet to cause them problems at the other end. But for me, Kyogo makes the difference. I would fancy Hibs more 
if Kyogo wasn't playing so hopefully my prediction is right and we get lots of goals no matter who wins early on you can see a run from Martin Boyle exactly what he's capable of turning defence into attack Mark Wilson your prediction I'm with Fraser I think it's impossible to think that there won't be any goals in this one with the attacking threat on show I'm going to go for Celtic to win this one 2-1 Brilliant that's Mark Wilson working from home in case you think he sounds a bit different we've even had some poetry in from your, your favourite contributor <laughs> oh, Mark, cheer me up. He says cup final day is here again the talk of injured hammies Wilson's in his cosy chair in his wee Celtic jammies <laughs> Ange could lift the trophy high and call himself a winner if that's the case then Gio says we're no meeting up for dinner Brilliant, brilliant. brilliant. You got oh, the Celtic jammies good. on yeah or do you yes, change into something more formal for the this onesie. afternoon? A suit, I'm, I'm in my cup final suit from 2012. <laughs> I bet you are sitting in your pyjamas. Are you? <laughs> I'm sitting in my comfies, Fraser, yeah, I'm not going to lie. The yeah. lounging strains. I think that was a yes. We've had our yes. first meaty challenge of cup final day. Two minutes on the clock, it's Lewis Stevenson. He goes thundering into one in the middle of the pitch. John Beaton trying to calm things down. Uh, you can see just as his ball uh, goes into the feet. Of Leela Bada, I think it was coming in off yeah, the Yeah, it was Abada coming in. And I wonder whether Stevenson's playing because of that threat that Abada's got. Doig is, is a young player, has been terrific. He's still learning a game defensively. Remember against Sean Rooney in the cup final last year at the back post. So I, I think I think he's going with the experienced players. He's perhaps lucky not to get a yellow card. Lewis Stevenson for Hugh, that. It's, I think the that's cl- a it's the classic it's the classic example. If this is twenty two minutes instead of two, it's it's a booking yeah. all day long. Yeah. What well, uh, John Beaton's made a mistake right away That should have been a yellow card for Lewis Stevenson And on another note, as an old traditionalist I fail to understand why Hibs and Celtic are not wearing traditional first team jerseys The first time in history that I can recall Celtic playing in a cup final Not wearing green and white hoops I, I am at a loss as to why both teams have to wear their away strip Ah, they'll have done it before I'm sure um, Mark Wilson any that spring to mind I can, did they wear the black strip when they played Hibs back uh, yeah I think they did I, I think they did just when I was leaving the club I think they changed their kit um, but they couldn't wear their first team kit Hugh they'd be passing each other green and white <laughs> too much green I know Listen, they played. They played for a hundred years in those strips against <laughs> I, each other. That's, that's, that's when football was awful. It was, <laughs> was it not? It was black and white then, anyway. That's so when Celtic won the European <laughs> Cup before they signed Dunks like you. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Uh, we've got our first corner of the afternoon. It's for Celtic. It's out in the far side. It'll be an outswinger, I would imagine, from David Turnbull. Uh, and indeed, it is. It comes to the front post, headed away, relatively comfortable by Hibbs. You'd be, you'd be disappointed if you're Hibs and you lost a goal from a, a set play and Jim Duffy's making the comments about Carter Vickers and Starfelt being the, the, the two threats in the air and they're uh, not even that big either are they? Nah, they're, not, they're not massive whereas Hibs have got you know they get like so Paul McGinn is, is a tall good in the air Ryan Portis Paul Hanlon they've got uh, they've got Kevin Nisbet to come back so Josh Campbell's a big lad to defend as well so yeah you'd be disappointed if you're Hibs if you lost a goal but obviously Turnbull's got the quality to, to put it on a on a sixpence but uh, good start from Celtic You know There'll be a bit of pressure here Down this right hand side And already By the putting across It was headed clear by Hanlon Within the six yard box So Celtic has started Looking full of confidence so far I think that can be a feature Mark I mean set pieces Can be crucially important uh, Celtic not blessed With huge height um, I mean to be fair Hibs could also be Taller if you like I mean I think Christian Doidge Obviously comes into that bracket Of being a, a Sort of target man um, What do you make of that match up? 
Yeah, I was, well, I think Jim highlighted it perfectly with Anthony Ralston, who's been such a threat at set pieces uh, this season. So they certainly lose something from having him in both boxes. Oh, well, chance for Celtic, and it's that man, Kyogo, is down, good move down the right, flashed across. He just couldn't quite get on the end of it. Uh, he couldn't make contact. It then fell to Mikey Johnson at the back post, and I wonder. Fraser Wishart if it maybe caught Mikey Johnson by surprise a little bit yeah I think he was expecting Paul McGinn to hear that uh, head that clear at the back post he should have done it was a mistake by McGinn but again Celtic attacking down their right hand side Abada Juranovic combining really well Abada just coming in off the line Juranovic going down the outside good ball into the back post should have been dealt with by McGinn but Anthony uh, sorry uh, uh, Michael Johnson just on his heels slightly and if he just been expecting it or anticipating it that could have been the first goal of the Celtic game Celtic look lively though Hugh yeah they, they look assertive they're trying to underline the fact that everything really rests with them you know their form has been outstanding of late in the league even with the loss of Kyogo they did not lose a league game while he was out Hibs on the other hand the Rangers result apart have been pretty awful in the league and that lull in their season cost Jack Ross's job you can argue whether Ron Gordon was right to pull the trigger on him or not but you cannot get away from the fact that they had a terrible run of form uh, Celtic again good attacking move I think the flag saves Hibs this time it was Mikey Johnson uh, down the left a penny for the thoughts of your old pal Jack Ross Fraser yeah. will he be watching it will he be turning off and watching the Coronation Street omnibus you know that way mm. we've not got Gordon DL on the show today but you know, if, if you've got an ex <laughs> and you see them with a new man and a you think I, I can't face it I can't I can't bring myself to watch I'm not sure he'll be watching uh, he's, he's, he's a, he was a bit sore I'll bet um, I think more not more but also about the way it was done you know that night you know I mean pff, wow the way people uh, get the bullet nowadays, Tommy Wright gets the bullet. You know, I, I don't get clubs why they have to make an instant decision on a Saturday or after a game. You know, have a bit of respect. Let somebody. Do you think Tommy Tommy Wright was an instant decision? Do think it's been brewing for weeks, Fraser? I think it has been. Yeah, yeah. And, and Tommy, being a robust character, I'm sure has stood up to the board, Hugh, as well. But it's very early. I mean, they're five points behind the top of the table. And the game with, was with abandoned. Just he was abandoned. Wasn't even worse off. But even then, Hugh. Can you not just meet the guy today or Monday, you know, to just jump in and he's then got to drive home, you know? So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not, I don't think Jack will be watching it. I think he'll be feeling a bit sore. And I said earlier, I think David Gray might have said something or one of the players might have said something in the, the yeah. dressing room because he was very popular. Sometimes, sometimes I've been in a situation where the players are thinking, this is just not happening. The manager's got, he's maybe got to go or he's going to go and they're not too unhappy. Martin, not happy. Martin Boyle was vocal. Yeah. And to his credit, he was vocal, went public, said he didn't agree with the decision. Uh, and, you know, we've been talking today about uh, Celtic and the Bernard Higgins matter and how supporters can have a say. Uh, well, players are entitled to express their opinion. They're not there as slaves to the club. Uh, so Martin Boyle was vocal and well done to him because too many players shy away from taking responsibility for the truth. Have you seen both sides of that, Mark, where a manager goes and the players think, oh, right, you know, we were possibly to blame there as well, we contribute, but it was the right decision. Um, and then on the flip side, ones that, that the players just don't agree with and, and can that have a different impact? Um, think back to my Dundee United days early on in my career where, you know, we had great respect for guys like Alex Smith and then when Ian McCall lost his job as well. I think the players always feel a, a sense of responsibility. It's ultimately... Us that got them the sack were poor performances. Um, 
And then the other side yeah, oh, there, I, I don't really know. But it's, look, Hibs have got the perfect opportunity. You know, Hugh's right, Martin Boyle was brave to, to speak out because it's never easy at a club when you're still employed by the club. Because ultimately you're having a go at the guys who, who own the club, who've made the decision. Um, so you need to watch what you're saying. But today's <laughs> the perfect opportunity for him to to show on the pitch for Jack Ross, who may or may not be watching. I don't think I'd be watching if I was Jack either, the way it was done. Because uh, you were saying you can't bring yourself to watch any breaking games yet, it's still too <laughs> too sore for you. Oh, it's too sore. Well, I was I was binned on a Monday, a cold Monday night after training, yeah, yeah at 10, yeah. 10 p.m. Um, uh, where's the loyalty there? <laughs> Celtic <laughs> attacking again, Mikey Johnson tries to find some wriggle room to get shot away on the corner of the box, it's blocked, but again, it's a... A fairly sustained attack for Celtic and headed away for a throw-in by Jamie Murphy. Celtic definitely in control, Fraser, but without, yeah. without creating anything earth-shattering yet, but definitely in control. Yeah, they're in control. They're, they're pegging Hibs back. I don't think Joe Hart's hardly had a touch of the ball so far, but it's almost the way that Hibs are playing. We're talking about Jack Ross. This is David Gray's team. He's brought in Lewis Stevenson. He's brought in Jamie Murphy. He's gone with a kind of 4-2-3-1 formation. Jack quite often played with a three. In the back, so it's definitely David's team, David's formation, and it's always interesting to see how, how do you play against a team like Celtic who go forward and have, have uh, such great players on the ball? Do you press them? Do you sit back? Hibs clearly are sitting back, and you look at the midfield three there are Doyle Hayes, Newell, and Campbell. They've got a key role. Young Josh Campbell's got to drop off and pick up McGregor. The other two have got to be careful of the runs and the ability of Turnbull and Rogic, and that's probably the, the key area in, in, in this game. But Hibs clearly. Are quite happy in the early stages to, to drop back and then try and use the pace of Murphy and Boyle and the, the, the goal-scoring ability of Nisbet on the break. Uh, David Turnbull fires one from distance and it's deflected and it almost catches out Matt Macy. He has to scramble. It may well have been dropping wide, but he couldn't take the chance. And away it goes for a corner. David Turnbull needs absolutely no invitation to take a shot from there, Mark Wilson. No, and I think Hibs will know that as it Doyle Hayes it just gets out to him or Newell maybe who closes him down just at the last minute, but they can't invite him to shoot from there or they'll get punished. Uh, again, decent delivery from Turnbull, but the Hibs defence deal with it. Uh, Hugh, is this start to the match what you anticipated? Uh, yes, uh, because the, the pressure's on Celtic. Celtic must win this. You know, if Hibs were to lose, then, you know, it's not a, because of a great consternation. It's a disappointment for sure. But... Celtic managers and Rangers managers win at Hamden and they're not playing each other. They are expected to win the cup final. So the pressure is on Ange Postacoglu. Is that not more about us though? You know, on the outside, like the Hibs players won't be feeling that. It's not like they'll be in there today saying, oh well, you know, the reaction won't be as bad if we lose. They'll feel the same. Oh, of they course, not? yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I'm just coming at it from the perspective of how the result will be judged. If Ange Postacoglu loses his first final, uh, then on top of Rangers taking a seven-point lead yesterday, uh, it, it, it leads to headlines he'd rather avoid. Uh, tidy stuff from Celtic to get themselves out from the back. Eventually a switch of play over to Mikey Johnson. Uh, he's going to try and commit to the full-back and, and try and make something happen. Hibs do defend well. It's lovely footwork from Mikey Johnson, who is now in the box, oh, and brilliant. he fires one yeah. high and wide. Uh, good opening that, Mark Wilson. And from a player who maybe has a, a bit of a point to prove for some people, yeah, he has. I think he gets a hard time. Um, you know, it's going to take him some time to get back to his best through injury, but this is terrific. McGinn showing him down the line. Boyle sort of backing him up, but then leaves him. And it's great footwork from him to come inside. That's a bit of his game he needs to work on. Once he gets in those positions, just refining 
that final finish but encouraging from Celtic you know 12 minutes in yeah he's got he's got to have the end product there uh, you know magnificent lead up work by Mikey Johnson but as uh, old Alec Ferguson used to say he knows all the card tricks. Can he play poker? <laughs> it's, it's no coincidence, and we, we don't even need to. We don't even need to look out with Celtic. Fraser, James Forrest, Scott Sinclair, Jota. Yeah. Th- these guys do that, and then they find the, they find the corner of the net. And by yeah. the way, that, that for anyone who's who's obviously listening and not watching, it probably is a half chance. We're not yeah. saying Mikey Johnson needs to score. But that's the next level, isn't it? Yeah, he's got to hit the target there. Go and test the goalkeeper. He put his foot through it and it's gone way, way high and wide. But if he, if he gets over it and test the goalkeeper, make him work from, from that kind of angle, you're right, it's half a chance. But nowadays in this modern game, the, the, the wide players are expected to be goal scorers. That's where Cristiano Ronaldo scored most of his goals, playing at a wide player. They, they've got to become goal-scoring wingers, whereas back in the day when I was playing a long time ago, wingers were get down the line and cross it for others to score. But now... They're expected to score And uh, it's funny I mean, me Mark has been through it as well As a wife See me injured It's almost like it's your fault Big chance Is the flag up well, It's hacked Brilliant. off the line And the flag does go up Anyway Celtic Within inches of, of What they thought Would have been opening The scoring uh, But the flag does go up I think it was Greg Taylor With the unlikeliest um, Of shots This is this Inverted fullback Situation Mark Wilson Because you, you automatically think Who could that have been from that area of the pitch what Greg Taylor was doing there I'm not sure he takes the shot it's saved and when the rebound comes out the offside flag goes up yeah it's incredible to watch this sometimes because just moments before that when Fraser was talking here Greg Taylor got the ball in the middle of the pitch he put it off to I think it was McGregor and then he made a run to the outside right position of the box so he's he's playing right wing as the left back he then works himself back into the middle of the pitch where he gets the ball, he shoots, and it's it's a decent effort, you've got to say. And uh, if a bad at times he's run better, he's probably got a tap in. So I, I still can't get used to it sometimes. I was speaking to Anthony Ralston the other week there, asked him about it and how he felt playing it. He says that they're incredibly comfortable. They were a wee bit taken aback with it at the start when it was mentioned to them, but they quite enjoy it and uh, they get success throughout. You know, you've got to say uh, No damage yet Hibs are still very much in the game As the ball just goes to, to Joe Hart I think it's going to be a free kick to Celtic The, the Hibs need to look at trying to get out At yeah. some point soon, Fraser Yeah, I mean they're, they're, they're kicking the ball back to front From from the goalkeeper's hands as well And um, Nisbet's not getting any change out of Carter Vickers or, or Starfelt We've not seen Martin Boyle in an attacking sense at all Jimmy Murphy spent his time Chasing Juranovic Yeah 15 minutes gone I think David Gray will be He won't be too unhappy with, with, At the back But I think he'll be Looking for his team To maybe Just maybe Get on the ball a bit more And I know what they're trying to do They're trying to go in behind As Paul Hanlon plays that ball But uh, and I think it's Jimmy Murphy's offside But there's nothing there There's no threat at all To Joe Hart's goal At the moment Fraser You've got the assertive Celtic Versus the passive Hibs uh, And they're They're inviting Celtic uh, to to take the lead, uh, they'll need to get more assertive, like Celtic, uh, and start to visit Joe Hart on a regular basis. Yeah, because if Taylor's shot had gone in, it was a goal. It, it was the fact that Matt Messi spilled it, and it was a bad with for the mm. rebound was in an offside position with Taylor's shot. But if Taylor's shot had, had gone into the back of the net, then nobody was offside, and and that's a that's a good chance. It was a great effort by, by Taylor, he just dipped in front of Messi. But uh, you know, the warning signs are there for for. Uh, for Hibernian, especially down Celtic's right, they're really strong with Jovanovic and Abada. Uh, yeah, so we're at 18, uh, 16 and a half minutes, I should say. Need to clean these contact lenses. Hibs nil, Celtic nil, but definitely Celtic in the ascendancy. Celtic with most of the ball. 
most of the goal scoring opportunities nothing completely clear cut no sitters or the likes just yet um, but they're chapping on the door and um, an encouraging start from the team from Glasgow as Callum McGregor uncharacteristically uh, doesn't find the exact intended destination with his pass but it still does fall to Mikey Johnson and David Turnbull this time uh, gives it away quickly holds his head to his hands uh, knowing fine well that that was um, a good chance for Celtic to build something that broke down there was yeah and it was a, bit of a poor touch by David Turnbull just trying to lay back into Mikey Johnson but Taylor again making the overlapping run stretching bringing out Ryan Portis in the right back area and all of a sudden Hibbs looked vulnerable there but then the ball gets uh, when David Turnbull gives it away to Kevin Nisbet Nisbet then there's no options for him to pass to he tries to roll a ball to Paul McGinn a poor ball McGinn has to stretch to keep it in play ends up kicking it back to, to Celtic and they start again so Celtic mm. in complete control of this game so far I like that from Turnbull though went to hold his head in his hands then realised that the game was still going on so he had to just quickly uh, get on with it um, I like that um, but yeah Mark Wilson and Postacoglu will be happy so far he will be I think his team Look like a team who are used to Hamden and Hibs are the complete opposite. I think they, they look the opposite from when they turned up at the semi-final against Rangers where they look to be in the front foot all the time. They look nervy. You yeah. know, they've given the ball away carelessly. Um, Fraser's touched on it there. Boyle, Nesbitt, Murphy. It's the first time we've really seen Murphy on the ball. You know, again, he gives it away. So, you know, not a good start for David Gray's side. And uh, they just can't allow Celtic to grow further into this game or they'll never get out their own half well there's the first real sprint that we've yeah. seen from Kyogo hamstring looks okay so far he went to close Matt Macy down and under pressure he booted it out of play uh, for a throw in to Celtic so Kyogo being quiet so far but that's not a huge problem because the rest of the team have been doing okay yeah you know Celtic are passing the ball about for fun uh, however uh, the game could do with a few thrills and spills I'm getting worried for Fraser's five goal thriller uh, you know we're, we're, jinx we're, we're, yes we're nearly 20 minutes in and uh, you know we've had the Greg Taylor shot at goal and that's that's it ah, you're a hard man to please Mikey Johnson flashed one <laughs> Kyogo couldn't get on the end of a cross it's been alright I'm still getting over Mark Wilson saying that teams don't need to play in their colours that was when, when the football was bad <laughs> well well they, they do when they're the same colours <laughs> Somebody needs to change be extremely difficult Yeah Yeah, yeah I, I must admit Hugh I don't like to side with Mark Wilson But I do not want to watch this cup final Where they both play in green and white I've got issues uh, with colour identification <laughs> And that well, would not be that would not be good fun I remember great 6-3 cup final Between Celtic and Hibs And they were both wearing their traditional colours that day That was a nine goal thriller You couldn't, you couldn't have Celtic's playing their second colour against Hibs in green. You couldn't have Hibs in their second colours of white playing against Celtic in green and white. So, yeah, I think it's so. sensible decision. Anyway, we definitely need a goal if that's the level of debate we're going to have on the show for the rest of the afternoon. As <laughs> uh, Mikey Johnson and Greg Taylor in a more familiar overlapping fullback position this time. It's half clear. There's a volley from uh, Juranovic. He doesn't really catch that. That was out the Mark Wilson playbook and out was. for a goal kick. Yeah. <laughs> Big shin. Yeah, my. My sort of technique there, Fraser, with the way he came on to that. <laughs> You've got to say, he's, he's terrific. Eh? He's technique in penalties and, and deliveries, but no, he got that one all wrong, unfortunately. But uh, full-back to full-back. Taylor's been brilliant so far. You know, the questions yeah. at the start saying, should Ralston have played? And we talked about the balance, but Taylor has been outstanding so far. He's really supporting Mikey Johnson, the other side, and the left-hand side who's playing well. He's stretching hips at all times. That was a really good cross. Is that the what is the key to this, Mark? You said you spoke to Anthony Ralston, and you'll have watched 
Who identifies when Greg Taylor goes to the byline and, and when he's in centre midfield? What's the what's the trigger for that and, and how does that play out? You know, it, 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 all honesty, Gordon, he actually didn't tell me. He was being a wee bit coy about the full situation. So off camera, I, I just asked him about it and uh, he, he kind of told his bits and pieces. But I'm like you. I, I, I want to know how these guys know when to come into the middle of the pitch, when they know... To, to stay out and allow their, their wingers to come in. It's certainly something that they work on every day, he says. They work on it all the time. So I think, as I said, we're just watching a chance for him. I think they'll get better at it as the season goes on. And if they bring better players in, I suppose, then you get better results from it. But it's, it's certainly you're fascinating to watch, especially when you see Greg Taylor there in the opening minutes, taking up an outside yeah. right position and then getting a shot off. Uh, that, I was going to say a chance for him. It's- it doesn't. It doesn't reach that bracket, Hugh. It's a free kick. It's what could be a chance. It should be because they've not had anything. Can you make it count? And in the end, it just gets headed away, miles beyond the goal, and, and out for a goal kick. Well, set pieces will be important uh, where Hibs are concerned because Celtic have a free gift scheme when it comes to set pieces. They they are very poor at uh, defending set pieces. They lost another goal at Dingwall uh, on Wednesday night. Same old story ball in from the set piece and uh, the Ross County player gets there with no one opposing him so they, that will be important uh, David Turnbull and Mikey Johnson combine Mikey Johnson tries to go for the nutmeg and slip it through and, and win himself a corner there was a bit of a debate yeah. Paul McGinn doesn't think it should have been a corner the referee disagrees need to see that one again Fraser I thought it was a corner yeah. I was looking at Paul McGinn thinking he's going to have to clear it here so for, for me it did look like a corner and a good chance now for Celtic to put one into the box. But we'll go back to the, the Hibs free kick. The, you know, Celtic maybe knowing that they've not got. Um... Oh, and I'll tell you what, that is a chance for Celtic. It was a corner. It was flashed in by David Turnbull. Greg Taylor has been heavily involved. I didn't expect him to be attacking set pieces in the box. Um, but there we are. He goes oh. down at the front post. Starfelt misses it. And then Kyogo. Can't get round the back. That was a Starfelt has got to do much better. That that was a real chance, and his attempt at heading towards goal was very poor indeed. That should have been the opening goal. Anything in the way Greg Taylor goes down under the attention yeah. of Paul McGinn? Yeah, it was a strange one, wasn't it? it was, I don't know what happened there. Whether there was contact or whether. If you're looking at it, whether it was a shove there by Paul McGinn in the back of him as well. There was... oh, I'll tell you what, Mark yeah. Wilson. He's Achilles. And yeah. the hands on yeah, the back. Paul McGinn. Is there, is there yeah, at least um, a case I, to answer? I think he's lucky to get away with that. Now, I think it's unintentional from McGinn, but he certainly takes Taylor out. And Taylor's in that position for a reason. You know, front post area. Gets away with it. Here comes Celtic again. Turnbull finds Johnson. The one thing you would say oh, uh, oh, oh, for... Oh, David Turnbull looks like he's the latest. Oh. And that, a bit of trouble. and that looks like he might be done Because he just pulled up out of nowhere He's stretching off the hamstring Turned to the bench immediately How many hamstrings? I know. I know We discussed it in the show last week Mark Yeah he's well, he's limping already uh, He's done He's done yeah. And yeah. you can't believe it You can see the look on his face Down he goes <clears throat> He knows fine How well. many times can you ask the question? He, he's, he's in agony what, 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 is, what is going on Mark Wilson? Uh, I, I I, I struggle to understand. Now, I, I get that the workload uh, and how intense the training is at Celtic, but they've got to get a grip on this and get a grip on it quickly because they can't afford to lose star player after star player and expect to be successful. And David Turnbull's been terrific, but 
he's pulled up right away here. I'll be amazed if he carries on. Yeah, Incredible, he, Fraser. He, he, just, he, got, he got the ball and he just played a wee pass with his left foot. Oh. A wee side foot pass to Mikey Johnson and you're looking at Mikey Johnson thinking, is he going to go in there and, and do it? But Turnbull was not uh, under any pressure. There was nothing there. He just quite simply played a left foot, straight pass with his with 20 yards and it's gone. I mean, he's, he's down there. He knows fine well. He was cursing and swearing there and he knows he's, he's going to have to come off. Beton's getting changed. But it's a strange one. You sometimes get that at clubs where you, where you have one injury that seems to be going round. You know, and, I, and I think... Ange Postecoglou must have to look at what they're doing in training. Is it workload? Is it too intense? Is it something they're doing? Is it the surfaces? I mean, there might there might be no reason at all for it, but it's a real worrying sign, and that's a blow for Celtic because one of their real creative players, Rogic and Turnbull together this year have been brilliant, and he's off. And of course, he's, he's limping a wee bit. There's an old firm game in two weeks as well. Two weeks? So, is it two weeks yeah. today? Two weeks today. Yeah. Uh, David Turnbull off. Hugh Keevans near beat on on. How big a blow is that? Well, of course it has to be a blow Turnbull is a first-class player for Celtic um, He's hiding his head in his jersey He's clearly distraught as he goes off the park But you can't just put this down to coincidence There is something about Celtic's training methods That is harmful to the players Because the, the evidence tells you it is so Because you can't have this many top-class players Going out with the same injury There's something Wrong with the training I mean wrong is possibly a, An unfair word Fraser Whether it, it takes time for bodies to catch up To this sort of thing we, I think Jurgen Klopp had something similar Maybe not as extreme when he first yeah, went yeah. into Liverpool yeah. um, it, it could just be that it, you know, Eventually the bodies get used to this um, But that's, that's not a lot, yet It's a lot of games Celtic played a lot of games <clears throat> I think since the European qualifiers and eight or nine of them are playing in every single game as well. So he's, he's one of them that, because yeah. that's been mentioned before, hasn't Fatigue, it? David yeah. Turnbull has not had yeah. uh, many chances he's, to rest. He's in tears sitting there. Yeah. Just showing a close up of him. He's in tears. Hugh, it's, it's, it's more than a tweak. You know, Kyogo's yeah. was, was certainly a tweak, and you're thinking ten days is that too soon? But I think he knows the way he went down and the way he limped, and he, he walked off with a limp as well. I think he's thinking this is more than just ten days. So he's going to forget about him. Weeks. For Celtic Park on the 2nd of January Not yet Christmas Hugh Evans. David Turnbull has played 36 games For oh, club and country By the 19th of December 36 games already yeah. Yeah. Well you, you know I know that Ange Postecoglou <laughs> Has called the schedule ridiculous that was, a However, good, that was a good line from Mark Wilson And we missed it because I had his mic down Go on second time I I not made that many appearances <laughs> this season. I'm not even joking I'm not even joking that's true But at the same time uh, um, you know, what do we do? Do we how do we lessen the the load on the players? I mean, they want to play in Europe. That's there. They want to play in cup finals. They are there today. Uh, they want to be championship contenders. They are. Uh, so I, I don't know how you lessen the load. You just have to cope with it. But I come back to it. There are other players who will have played something approaching that number of games at other clubs, and. They are not falling down at regular intervals with the same injury. It's a big issue, Hugh, worldwide. My, my role with FIFA, the World Players Union, on the board, uh, they've done research into this as well. So, at the top level, when, when Celtic are playing at the top level, because they're playing lots of European ties, there's real issues, real worries about the number of players, the number of games players are playing, the travelling they're doing, you know, they're, they're oh. living, living in bubbles, etc., as well, international travel. It's, it's a real issue, you know, because they're, they're, they're human beings. I, I can remember playing late 80s for Motherwell. I played. 54 games played every minute of every game in one season and it was 44 league games at that point and I was absolutely shattered at the end of the season and I wasn't playing at this level I'm not playing international football not playing not playing European football not travelling absolutely shattered it is a problem it's a big problem 
Well, Hibs, you know, they've absorbed, if you can call it Celtic pressure, sort of pressure, uh, for half an hour now. Uh, and they've watched Celtic lose David Turnbull. And, you know, they're not in this game, but they're not out of it either. They're, 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 they're hanging in there. Yeah, and the momentum's gone a bit, Hugh, as well, from, from Celtic's game. Yeah. Just with that injury and the, the break in the game and the difference now in the formation, Beaton coming in, McGregor going further forward. I think Celtic are better with, with the, the, the formation they started with. So, yeah, it's, it's been a blow for Celtic. You know? I don't know whether it's uh, the lack of service, Fraser, or whatever, but you wouldn't know Kyogo was on the park. No. He thrives in space, and there's no space if Hibs don't come forward. And Hibs are just sitting in 4 1 4 1 formation. And. Disappointing thing from their point of view is when they do get the ball, they're just not able to get themselves forward. The ball into the box on the left hand side there by Murphy, and there's only this bit in the box. But uh, at the moment, they'll be delighted, Tips. You know, um, half an hour gone. That's no, a no. wonderful tackle for, on, on a brilliant run Great from Martin chance. Boyle because it's the first time we've seen Boyle run um, for quite some time. He was mm. skipping away from Celtic players, and Carter Vickers did brilliantly well, slid in, got the ball away, and it doesn't really come to much. So we've still not really seen a chance. Uh, from Hibs yet In terms of that change mark Does that just look like Near Beaton goes in To be the more defensive Of the midfielders And, and then allows Callum McGregor To advance a bit more Yeah it will be And it's a position That Callum McGregor's More than familiar with So um, You know Not too disruptive Big chance for Celtic The flag goes up oh. And that, that That sort of takes the sting Out of it anyway Before that though I wondered why Kyogo was turning back Fraser I thought yeah. he could have Unleashed a shot And we'll get another look at it It certainly looked tight uh, as the pass goes through mm. Oh I'll tell you what is, is he beyond Lewis Stevenson? I don't think he is I think he's on side But you're right well, I don't know why he turned back onto his left Maybe, maybe he thought the defender was mm. close to him But I thought he could have just taken that through him Onto his right And ended a shot across the goalkeeper But he didn't look offside to me I'd like to see that again Hugh that didn't look offside did it? No No not at all um, So it, it, It's not an issue If Celtic win the cup It becomes an issue If Celtic don't win the cup That's the way it is here uh, but it also didn't actually transpire into much of a, a chance blocked, because yeah, yeah. the decision making was poor. But nevertheless, but uh, it'd be a little, you know, if Hib scored in this first half, I'd be concerned uh, if I were Ange Postecoglou because they, they they look off colour. They don't look uh, as if the introduction of Kyogo after injury uh, has had that game changing effect on them. I thought they looked, did they not look quite comfortable in the match though? Well, you know, you look comfortable all you like. If you don't score a goal, your comfort is neither here mm. nor there. Well, can you be comfortable and off colour, though, I suppose, would be the, the follow-up question. Well, you can be comfortable insofar as Hibs are not posing you any real threat. However, you know, you've got all the possession, but you're not, you're not threatening. Uh, yeah, an uncharacteristic loose touch that time as well from Tom Rogic as yeah. he goes forward. Yeah, he's, he's not really been in the game and, and it's difficult for Celtic because Hibs are defending so deep and so many men behind the ball. They've clearly came just to stay in the game and try, as I said earlier, use the pace of Murphy and Boyle in the wide areas and Nisbet to, to, to grab a goal. But um, yeah, that was a... Uh, Rogic is a guy who can just go and pick a hole in any defence. Drifting in from the right when he plays like an inside right position going and having a shot at goal or, or playing that key, pa key pass. But uh, Celtic's... Few successive, few successes. Sorry, in terms of creating half chances, so far has been down, down both flanks and uh, both fullbacks. To be honest with you, I've put in decent balls, but I think they need to get the ball to, to Rogic more and get him influence this game. Two hundred and fiftieth Celtic appearance for him today, Mark Wilson. It's not been a bad contribution. Oh, he's been exceptional over the years. Um, 
tough time when he came to the club, right enough, through injuries, and then, you know, I'd, many thought he may go out the other, other door, but what a servant he's been, and it looked like time was up for him last season, but Ange Postecoglou reinvented him. But I'm with Fraser, he's been quiet this afternoon, but he can certainly spark into life at Hamden, we all know that. I'm yeah. surprised, Mark, that he's, he's, there's never been an offer for him, you know, from, from another yeah, club. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or if yeah. there has been, it's not been enough. Yeah, well, was that the four million pounds that was rumoured? Was that was that last season? Yeah, Qatar was the Middle name? East. Yeah, yeah. free kick to Celtic for a, a a late aerial challenge. If you like, it's on uh, Mikey Johnson. He was favourite all day. He was going to get his head on it first, and was it Paul McGinn? I can't see which. I Jake Doyle Hayes. I think yeah. uh, he sort of arrived late and clattered into Mikey Johnson, um, and it will be a free kick to Celtic. Not too far out to have a shot and a bit central for the. The ideal crossing position, Mark. Yeah, and this is where you know David Turnbull sitting on the bench now with a, a hamstring injury, you know, comes into play because he certainly would have been over this. He's one that can deliver right in the money. You just wonder what they're going to do with us. Giranovic standing over it. Sometimes they choose to move this a yard before putting it in, but it looks like Giranovic is going to swing this towards mm. the back post. Has to beat that first man. Of course, Celtic do have more height now, yeah. and the near Beaton replaced. David Turnbull so he'll be a a favourite to try and get on the end of it Starfelt Carter Vickers all up there as well uh, so let's see what Celtic can produce about 10 minutes to go before the break it's not a bad ball but Hibs do well they retreat back they get their defensive line spot on uh, and clear it away and now here's a chance for Martin Boyle to break he goes down though under the challenge of Mikey Johnson uh, or it might have been Juranovic sorry and it's a great foul a great great foul to give away. It yeah. is because if you look at if you look at Boyle's pace and he's away from Juranovic, his touch mm. he gets a wee bit fortunate. Juranovic's right decision. He knows he's away, and uh, it's hard to catch him. It, it, it's a yellow card. It's the first of the final, and it's a textbook booking. Fraser, it's yeah. stopping a promising attack. Yeah. That's the rule. That's why he's been booked. But you can see Callum McGregor <laughs> pointing to Lewis Stevenson and saying, yes. "Okay, what about the one that you let him away with earlier Absolutely. on?" Absolutely, and, and Callum's right. You know. Uh, that was a yellow card for Juranovic. He knew who he was doing and he knows he's going to get a yellow card for that. And I think Lewis Stevenson probably thought he was going to get a yellow card and, and should have done earlier on in the game. Well, we could certainly be doing with this final livening up. Uh, you know, it, it, it lacks excitement. Uh, you can go on and on about the, the passing and anything else you care to mention, but it lacks excitement. Uh, neither goalkeeper has had very much to do. Joe Hart's had next to nothing to do. Um, so It's an anti-climax Thus far Interesting You see how many touches Joe Hart's actually had Yeah Two Would it be as many as that He'll be freezing I'll tell you that much <laughs> on, a, on a day like this um, Yeah he's, he's certainly not been involved Here's Kyogo dropping deep As Celtic look to To build He goes down That's going to be a free kick And is this the card now coming out Yep it is That's yeah. what happens It just takes one And then the, Then you get The refs to just start producing it John does all. that John's a card man He likes a card And uh, Doyle Hayes this time Doyle Hayes this time yeah, Similar type of thing He just comes in Catches him a wee bit late I'm not sure that's a yellow I'm not sure that's a yellow I think that's a, a foot in To challenge, challenge for the ball But once John starts It doesn't stop So <laughs> there'll be a few There'll be a few uh, I have to agree with Fraser I don't think that was a booting You know, it's Stevenson the first minute Yep, that one, not for me Great footwork again, Mikey Johnson It's a nearly nice idea. pass It's a nice idea yeah. I think Tom Rogic couldn't get on the end of it Could Mikey Johnson have taken the shot on himself, Mark? I think it opened up brilliantly for him You know, he, he does great there to create the space for himself 
I don't know. I think he maybe mm. made the right decision. Just the execution wasn't quite there. Right yeah. idea. Actually, right it, idea. it was a good build-up, Fraser, because they, he actually had once Rogic makes that run, he then yeah. had a badder yeah, in acres yeah. of space down the right as well. So yeah, Rogic dragged I think Lewis Stevenson inside, but uh, he, Johnson could have gone himself. He had a number of options and just didn't quite execute. It was a good idea. He's been very good, Mikey Johnson. Just that final ball, as, as we always say, that's, that's, that's a critical part. But he's been very bright, and him and Greg Taylor on this left-hand side have caused real problems for for, for Paul McGinn and and for for, for Martin Boyle. But uh, Tom Rogic getting frustrated there about the free kicks. Uh, I don't know there. how it's, many. It's in a good position. Though. I don't know how many times in his two hundred and fiftieth uh, two hundred and fifty appearances he's got the ball and shifts it one way, and yeah. the defender doesn't know which way it's going to go. And brings him down It's a real feature of his play Even when he's having a quiet day Yeah For a tall man He does it brilliantly Absolutely brilliantly He's very very quick feet Usually tall guys like that Are not quite as quick on their feet But uh, Yeah it's, it's a good position here now Juranovic is standing over it A bit more height for Celtic It's a bit wider I think near Beaton Fancies a shot at goal here um, He scored a couple from range Mark But I also feel like he's Miscellaneous He's missed a few <laughs> I'm going I'm to um, catch it Hugh Hugh if this That's goes in You'll never live this down That's why you have to be careful um, Too late it, to be careful now <laughs> It does look ambitious Like I say He has found the net From distance before uh, So let's see what he can do He's going to give it the Oh it's a disguised one Slips it through to Kyogo oh. He's robbed And it's out for a Oh it's an offside in fact oh. Thought it was going to be A corner kick um, I have to see this oh. one back again Kyogo was on the wrong end Of an offside call Just an, a moment or two ago um, and I would be interested to see this one again, Hugh. We only get one look at it, and the mm. oh my, it's not, even, not, close. Off, not even close. Oh, no. it's not even close. No, that far side that's assistant. The third one. That's Gordon, the third one they've got wrong on yeah, Kyogo. Mikey Johnson, Mikey Johnson, uh, in the opening minutes was onside Kyogo, and then Kyogo again there. That's basic yeah, stuff from yeah, the linesman. That's not even difficult. That cup wow. finals, you know, Ange Postecoglou spoke about players in cup finals. They they naturally lift their performance level. Uh, I would doubt that's the truth today. However, um, match officials have got to lift their performance level as well. In a cup final, you've got to get the big calls right, and we've witnessed now three big calls all wrong. May have been a goal kick. And if that's the oh, so it wasn't. Offside was it? So it was, it was just a goal kick, right? Okay. My apologies. Yes. There we go. We can let the ref, the assistant only, only off with this one. Wrong. Only two's got wrong. So um, he did stand in that. He, he, obviously, the the gesture with the flag is similar. Yeah. And uh, he didn't seem to. But it was a poor free kick. Um, I mean, Celtic was a really good position. Beaton fancied his chances. We thought uh, either have a have a shot or from that position get it into a really that, good area. So. And was it a goal kick? As in, should it have been? No, I think. Well, the message from the game is it was given as a goal kick. Yeah, I know yeah, that. Yeah, was yeah. that. Would that have been the right call? I don't know. I wasn't watching. I was watching <laughs> the offside. I was thinking <laughs> such a ridiculous offside. Oh, there we go. Never mind. Oh. Just scrap that. Scrap yeah. that last two minutes. Um, <laughs> but we got we got the previous one right. I think Kyogo was hard done by uh, with the offside before that. But anyway, uh, Celtic, as Hugh quite rightly says, comfortable but not necessarily creating uh, a great deal. Albeit they are. Back into it a bit more they, You know the, the Turnbull subs Seem to knock the stuff out of you If I were a Hibs fan I'd be disappointed In my own yeah. team mm-hmm. uh, You know They came to watch Hibs Do well in a cup final To win the cup And right now They're doing nothing To win it um, So I'd be Disappointed uh, Were I a Hibs fan And I'd be frustrated As a Celtic fan Because uh, With all the possession I don't know what Possession stats are But it will be Mighty high uh, In Celtic's favour and there's nothing happening. 
Oh, well, here is a chance for Celtic. They're into the box with Mikey Johnson. He's got players over, and that's the final pass that he just lacks. That is the problem, Fraser. It was yeah. screaming out, roll it to, to Tom Rogic. It looked fairly simple. And Joan Yule got in the middle. The free kick's given to Hibbs. He's been really good, Mikey. And, and he's, he's given Pom again real problems. But there you go into, he goes into the box, and he just takes that extra touch where he could have laid into Rogic or have a shot himself. And he's actually been in there so many times. And he just hasn't been able to, to, to pick out the right options. Sometimes you get too much time. You know, sometimes you want somebody to be challenging you, coming towards you. But he's been really good, Michael. But he's just not just not got that final ball in. It's the prime example, Mark. And we probably suffer a little bit. Everyone does it of, you know, confirmation bias. If you are a Mikey Johnson fan, you will look at today and say, he's been great. He's been involved in everything and he's been unlucky. He's just missing that final pass. And if you're not a Mikey Johnson fan, you probably look at today and say, this is why he'll never make it. He's... You know he's not getting the, not not getting the cutting edge that we need. Yeah, I mean I think he has been very good today, but it's the difference between being a good player and a top player. That extra touch, you know, he needs to learn just to do things a wee bit quicker. Um, but I think he can be proud of his performance mm. so far. If we see Kyogo go down yeah. there, I don't think there's much in that at all. I don't think he's. I don't think he's claiming. claiming no, I think he just loses no. his feet. <laughs> Fell over his own feet. You can't. It was I mean, great pace, though. Great pace. Yeah, first, it's the first, first time we've actually seen him. Yeah, go in behind. You know, everything has been pretty subdued from him so far. We've seen him come short a couple of times. He's well known for stretching defences, and that was the first time we've really seen him get behind Portis. Um, but comes on nothing in the end. You could almost see the worry in uh, Paul Hanlon's face there because they're going in behind Portis, and I think that Hanlon knew that Kyogo was coming, and mm. he was and knew that he was going as fast as he could. Hanlon, Kyogo nicked in the goal. He was out, and he just lost his lost his footing there. But uh, from a Celtics. Point of view, Kyogo going flat out and no problems with Samson. That free kick to Hibbs just outside the centre circle. It's a woeful Hugh. Uh, Celtic yeah. don't don't clear it too convincingly, which gives Hibbs a second bite. But it's it's cleared now by Joe Hart. It's a strange one because if you're a team like Hibbs and you, you're playing a team like Celtic and you can take a goalless result into the break, you're probably happy with your afternoon's work. But the performance. Will not please many Hibs fans no, no, Nor should it uh, It's a weak, insipid Unadventurous Performance, lacking in ambition uh, And you know, someone will say Oh, if they open up too much Celtic will get them on the counter But Celtic they, you know, Plenty of possession But there's no threat at all from Celtic uh, Periodically You think Mikey Johnson is going to do something A bad uh, for me In big games Too often Becomes invisible Anonymous And He's that way today Another free kick Similar position Beton's been (laughs) Moved out the way And I think Juranovic Might have a crack at goal here Um, Again It it does fall into the Ambitious category It's a fair old way out It's slightly on the wrong side For a right footer Um, But I think he's going to Give it a crack anyway and see how he gets on because not that the big men is Starfelt up I think he is Juranovic goes for oh. it it's, it's, it's not terrible no. but it's not great it's, yeah. it's over the bar it's fairly harmless and um, yeah not, not a classic not a classic no he'd been better putting it in the box a long way out um, Macy dived but uh, there was there was no danger that was going to the top corner Kevin Nisbet picked up a yellow card for the foul and beat on it was a foul but my goodness John's decided they're out the yellows are out well, and that's it. every Fraser foul now going. going to be a yellow yeah oh, you see it happening games because if that's the standard you've got to book everybody for, for that kind of level of of free kick but it came again from a very poor Hibs free kick they had a chance to put it into dangerous area it was a poor ball it's not clear Celtic are breaking it was a free kick on beat on 
Um, but yeah, I think it's a really strange game. I mean, first 20, really good, really intense. Pressure, last 20, not so good, but still in control and not even a threat. And Hibs are going to 0 0, and you're thinking they'll be pleased with that. I don't think they will be. They've defended okay, defended well. Performance has been poor, but, hasn't it? Yeah, they've got nothing. They've not looked like even getting up the park. And I'm sure David Gray, for all he wants to sit in and hit the break, he'll be disappointed. Mm. This, isn't, this isn't the way they wanted to play, but he'd be happy at 0 0. These are the performances that get Jack Ross the sack. <laughs> um, and, you know, in a cup final, although they're, they're on the break now. And Celtic after the opportunity here if they were to take this one chance, what a signal that would be for Celtic. Jimmy Murphy goes down the left side of the box, is forced to check back. And Celtic now do now have bodies back, and again Hibbs just yeah really really tame stuff uh, from Hibbs. And could Celtic counter here? Well, Callum McGregor's coming forward. He then loses it. Is that going to be a free kick? I think advantage. Nope. Uh, advantage Good advantage goes played Celtic by John Beaton. Uh, a badder trying to go in down the right, but snuffed out, and yes, yeah, it's, it's petering out a little bit. Yeah, both ends. It seems to be there. Too tough, Mark Wilson. Yeah. Too ambitious. Now, never on. I mean, they're working it so well when it's from a deeper area, but there's no space to play that pass there. And Hibbs the other side, a promising position from Murphy, but it gets to the final third and shows no ambition to go past Carter Vickers. So, I think both sides will have to reflect and what they've done in the final third when they've had the opportunities it's been so poor if you were apprehensive about Celtic surely by this time you, you must be thinking oh, not that much to be apprehensive about today so that that to me adds to the Hibs mystery uh, why they don't think that they should get up the park and put pressure on Celtic because it's as poor a performance from Celtic as, as has been witnessed this season. I think they're defending so deep, Hugh. So deep, and they're, they're allowing themselves to get pushed back that when they do get the ball up to Canada's bit, and even there, getting the ball to Jimmy Murphy, he was 40 yards from goal. You know, he was galloping on. Yeah, there was a space there, and he could have come inside to play a pass to Nis, but he was free in the middle. But they're, they're, they're so far away from each other, from midfield to, to the front men. It's so difficult to get out the park. And that means the defence have got to push up. They defended well. They've got to push if they push up 10 yards, midfield push up 10 yards, and they're closer to, to Kevin Nisbet. Uh, Celtic free kick whipped in by Juranovic, poor uh, to the edge of the box, easily dealt with by Hibbs. Uh, Celtic will get a second bite at it, but Kyogo is in the box along with five white jerseys, I think. He goes down. Yeah. Um, we nudge, but nothing much. I don't think he's really complaining. His teammates actually were, were protesting more than he was. No space for Kyogo to run into, no space for him to move into, and, and the Hibs have got their, their, their defensive side spot on. But they're going to have to offer something more They're not going to win the cup by, by, by playing like this It's half time at Hamden Let's get the story from the National Stadium With Jim Duffy and Andrew McLean Hibernian nil, Celtic nil The half time score at Hamden Celtic dominating the ball in this one Hibs quite happy to contain But neither goalkeeper really bothered too much so far The first goal mouth action came When David Turnbull deflected uh, well, it was a strike that was deflected, it went high up into the air, Matt Macy was scrambling but it bounced wide of the Hibs goal moments later Mikey Johnson stood up a couple of players down the left, great footwork to cut in and get away from them but he couldn't find the target with his strike, Craig Taylor then tested Matt Macy from outside the box Macy could only palm it into a dangerous area but any danger from the follow up was killed when the offside flag went up then a couple of incidents from a Celtic corner, Carl Starfelt 
had a free header, really should have done better. It grazed his head and went wide. But at the same time, Paul McGinn looked to give Greg Taylor a push in the back. He was also standing on his heel as well, but nothing was given by referee John Beaton. Uh, the talk before the game was all about Celtic and their hamstring injuries, and they picked up another as well. A devastated David Turnbull forced off to be replaced by Nier Beaton. Celtic just struggling to break Hibs down properly in this one. Hibs haven't managed to really do anything on the counter-attack either. Half-time score from Hamden is Hibernian nil. Celtic nil and Jim Duffy, this one is yet to really spark into life, is it? No, it's been a poor spectacle, let's be honest. But, uh, you know, the guys that should know that Celtic are, are comfortable. But Hibs are comfortable. I actually disagree with him because I think that David Gray will be delighted at Grant 0-0 at half-time. Yeah, they haven't shown an ambition, but his first job was to make sure that they are competing and in this game. And from a defensive standpoint, they've been absolutely excellent. They have sat deep. They've not allowed Celtic in behind. They've only had one little scare where Kyogo got in behind and, and, and trampled on the ball. But other than that, Matt Macy's had literally nothing to do. They know that Celtic can't really just throw balls in from wide areas because they don't have that physical presence. So I think tactically, I think from a defensive standpoint, I think um, David Gray and the Hibs team have done an excellent job. Listen, they'll probably keep it that way for another 20 minutes or so, and then they might well have a go in the last 20, 25 minutes um, to, to see whether they can capitalise on Celtic. Celtic are not playing at their best, Hugh's right. Uh, and, and, and maybe, you know, from Hibs' point of view, if they can keep it that way, Celtic might take a little bit more risk, might gamble a little bit more, and that might allow then the likes of Martin Boyle or Jamie Murphy, or if he brings on the likes of a Scott Allen um, or, or a, 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 a um, Christian Deutsch, whatever, to, to try to try and capitalise on any little um, possibilities. But overall, yeah, a pretty disappointing game. Celtic have dominated the ball without looking uh, too threatening. Mikey Johnson, one or two runs, but final ball has been disappointing. Abada has, hasn't been in the game at all. Uh, so I think that uh, Ange Postacoglu will want more from his team. They're dominating the ball, but they need to move it quicker. They need to get a little bit more risk. They have to get midfield players in and around the box. And with David Turnbull being off, that's a blow for him. But he has to find a way to try and break through a very, very well-organised Hibernian rearguard. Goal is at the break so far in the League Cup final. The half-time score at Hamden is Hibernian nil, Celtic nil. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, Fraser Wishart in the studio, Mark Wilson in his house, and Jim Duffy and Andrew McLean at Hamden. What's the feeling been like inside the the stadium, Jim Duffy? Has it started to get that way where, where fans are a bit frustrated, or, or are they waiting on this game, waiting patiently, I should say, for this game to to spark into life? I think you must be getting frustrated, uh, Gordon, because um, uh, Jason Leach has just come up in a, a stadium announcement and he's getting booed. So I think that tells you that I think they're just looking for something to, to attach themselves to. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that yeah, there hasn't been anything for the fans, really, to, to get excited about. I mean, I think Starfield's chance is probably the best chance of the game from the corner. The free header should have done better. But other than that, neither goalkeeper's really been tested. There hasn't been a, a wave of... Uh, attack after attack from Celtic, uh, you know, a lot of it just seems to break down around about the the the, the 30 yard mark, and Kyogo's been pretty isolated um, up there. You know, I mean, there's, there's there's I mean, Mikey Johnson a couple of little flurries here and there, but as we mentioned, the bad has been quiet. Uh, Callum McGregor's not been influential. I agree with with Fraser. I think it was saying that I think he's better when he's dictating the play in the middle of the pitch. But since um, Beaton's come on, he's moved out a little bit to the left and. You know, again, as I said, Celtic just haven't haven't really managed to get uh, a real rhythm in the game, and I think a lot of that has to do with, with the, the tactical setup of Hibernian, because 
they've went to a 4-5-1 Campbell was round about McGregor most of the time in the early part of the game uh, and uh, and you uh, you know Doyle Hayes they, they they were really getting close to, to Turnbull uh, and and I think that, that that kind of thing they just nullify Celtic so I think Celtic have to get a little bit more from the fullbacks. Yeah, we know they wander in. We know they that one chance, uh, the, the rebound from Greg Taylor in that unfamiliar position. But uh, Juranovic hasn't done that quite as much. He's held the width a little bit more. So I think they, they need a little bit more invention, a little bit, move things a little bit quicker. And if they do that, get a, you know, a couple of shots at goal, then they're, they're, they're attacking the majority of the Celtic supporters on this other side of the pitch now. So that'll get the fans up a little bit and then hopefully change the atmosphere. Hibs, as I said, have been played a containing game. I think it's a tactical uh, ploy. I think it's a game plan that I've had. And it'll be interesting to see how long they keep that going. Obviously, while it's still 0-0, they might keep it going to the latter stages of the match. But uh, if Celtic score, then they have to have a plan B. We've not even had too many controversial moments or, or points to debate. The only one that may, maybe falls into that bracket, Greg Taylor goes down in the box. Um under the attention of Paul McGinn what did you make of that should that have been a penalty yeah I mean it's one of those ones he actually does step on his heel I think that's accidental so I'm not quite sure about that but then it gives him a little push and again when you're going at pace you don't need much to get you over so yeah I think it could have been a penalty but as I said Starfield is a free header after it should have done better the, the, the only real controversy other than that is, is the first two minutes when Lewis Stevenson careers into uh, I, 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 I think it's Mikey Johnson is it or I'm not sure it was a, a badder, Gamma, I think, a, a think badder. It was a badder yeah. and, and it should have been a, an absolute yellow card now you know you see referees giving yellow cards in the 92nd 93rd minute and people say oh, why are you doing that you're going to blow the whistle in 10 seconds time they'll say ah no no we have to give it it doesn't matter when it is we have to pl- apply the rules and <laughs> for me that was the stonewall of yellow card as you'll see and then after that is that wee flurry as the guys say um, for similar sort of incidents but yeah I mean the, the the Taylor one, yeah, it could have been given not so much for the, the heel because I said I think that was accidental, but certainly for the push. Um, if the referee does see it, yeah, there's, there's every chance you could have given it. Okay, it's been short on major talking points and major controversy, but there's 45 minutes and maybe more to go. It is still League Cup final day, it's the first piece of silverware up for grabs in Scotland this season. Let's see what happens in the second 45 coming next. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.